we are live and i'm so happy to be back on the show so you know the topic today we're talking about can you protect your family your house can you protect yourself so don't go anywhere join the conversation get in the chat rooms tell everybody that the show is live and it is time to see through it all <laughs> don't go anywhere we're back Welcome back. This is the See Through It Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sells. And as you see, we have a special guest, Mr. Angelo Battlecat Company. He is here to talk some gun rights and the nonsense that we've been seeing. How are you, sir? Pretty good. You good? It, yeah. It's, it's been a long time. It's been a little bit. A lot of, little the whole bit. world has uh, completely changed completely changed <laughs> completely changed so weird let me see we did a episode on our second amendment rights right we did and then you know i moved i'm here in virginia and then the madness just mm -hmm. takes off to a whole nother level yeah it's uh it's been a very strange few months how i seen that you're your the battle cat is growing yeah it is it's pretty cool um, there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of growth. I, I, I can't remember what month it was. We, t I guess we must've talked around January. January. Um, I think so. Cause I think we talked after the gun rally. That was January. Yep. Um, but there's been a lot of growth since then. We've done, um, a couple gun shows, uh, which has been amazing cause we've got to actually kind of get, um, you know, in the mix with people right there mm -hmm. in person. Yeah. Meeting a lot of people. It's been really cool. Um, yeah, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Yeah, I've been, like I said, I follow you on there, and I've just been seeing all the stuff you've been been, been putting out and the how the, how it's just been growing. Like, it's just, you at seven. No, how many followers are you at? I think you celebrated uh, just now, right? Yeah, we just celebrated 7,000. Um, I think we're at, like, 7,100-something now. 7,100. Which is amazing. I mean, like, I can't, I, I'm pretty shocked by it every day. Just the fact that I get to do this now and, <laughs> you know, I get to talk to people, of, you know, very like-minded every day from all mm -hmm. over the country. It's really awesome. I actually did something the other day because, you know, we're all, everybody's staying at home. Mm -hmm, right. So <laughs> I'm just thinking of, you know, different things and try to, you know, keep myself busy when, uh, uh, there's not too much to do at night or whatever. And I was looking through and I was like, I wonder how many states I've sold shirts into now. And I was going through and I was like, how many countries? And I have like this map now of all the places around the world that have battle cat stuff. And it's pretty remarkable. I think yeah. there's only, there's only four states now in the United States that don't have shirts in wow. them. Some sort. It's really cool. I just <laughs> sent one out to, uh, Japan last week, which nice. was insane that's awesome wow uh, yeah it's it's that's, been a lot of fun that's fantastic man that's that's growth every four you're missing four states yeah the dakotas Dak you know it's north <laughs> south dakota man like 
Get a Battle Cat shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the the coders. I was thinking like Dakotas. New York or oh, it's all a ton of New York. Wow. Yeah. With their strict laws. Yeah. Well, you know, their shirts. So uh-huh. can't really ban well, shirts. Yeah, yeah. I would <laughs> There's Americans you... in every state, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's, that is yeah, like super awesome to be able to see where your stuff is going and how mm-hmm. how far you're reaching past Virginia and just, I mean, Japan, right? Yeah, Japan, uh, Spain, wow, um, Germany, all over the place. It's been, it's just, I've never even been to those places. That's tight. Yeah, so my shirts have gotten to go to more places than I have. Yes, and I was kind of making a joke because, you know, we're, you know, very small business and sometimes the cat will go out there and help me print or whatever and hang out. So, <laughs> you know, that's tight. He might have. I see that some... you've been releasing like, uh, what is it? Like multiple. Because I remember before you was releasing something like it wasn't like it, it seemed like now you're releasing back to back to back. Is that because of yeah. that? Uh, so we brought all of our printing in house shortly before you and I talked. Hmm. Um, and we had a bit of a, a, a catalog of things that we wanted to get out. Um, and now it, it, it kind of squashed our uh, ability to produce for a minute. And then last month and the month before we were basically catching up on getting all this new stuff out. And we had a kind of a surplus of it. And we're like, well, let's just put it out. You know, everybody's right. staying at home and they're honestly the way I thought about it was we can slowly do this over the next few months or whatever, or we can do it all now over this month and give people something to be excited about. Cause we've got all these people we've gotten to know and everybody's at home depressed because of COVID and right. you know, whatever. It's like, let's have something that's fun. Let's have some fun over May. And you know, we still got some stuff that's coming that we haven't produced yet. And, uh, we're going to, you're going to be seeing a lot of that over the next couple of weeks or so months um but yeah just a just a i basically it's like i need to slow down on coming up with new ideas because <laughs> <laughs> there's a ton of them i i love yeah to use. yeah um, i definitely understand that because i've drawn up a couple of stuff for my for my warriors collection but i'm still trying to figure out do i want to do it all on my own or do i want to source it out so i'm like in between but i have mm-hmm. so many ideas and i know i need to just stick with one or two build it and then you know yeah. bring in another one and bring yeah. in another one so well it takes time um you know when, when we first started this up it was uh we outsourced all the printing and mm-hmm. i had tried well basically when we first started it was just we we're just doing decals and stickers and right. stuff and it wasn't really what it became um there's a whole long story as to how that happened but from a business perspective i wanted to make sure that we were putting out something that was just the absolute highest quality that we could i didn't want to skimp on anything i didn't want to right. you know if it's going out the door and it has anything to do with my name on it i want it to be really good yeah. um so i tried a bunch of stuff couldn't find uh, a solution for it that really um checked all the boxes for me um, and it kind of forced my hand to decide that we were going to go down the route of um, outsourcing our printing to start out with. And then once we really decided that, you know, this is 
this has got some weight behind it. People are into this. We're enjoying what we're doing. People like it. Um, then we slowly have been bringing printing in-house, doing it all of ourselves and, and making sure that we're still putting out highest quality possible, but um, much more in control of what we're doing. And uh, quality control is way higher now because every single shirt I'm quite literally touching That's and good. looking at and making sure that they're good. And if they're going out the door, if anybody's got a complaint or anything like that, which has never happened, but if they ever did, uh, we could we could make sure that we could take care of it right away or as quickly as possible. That's fantastic. That's um, with um, quality-wise. I've had a couple things go missing in the mail, but <laughs> we just sent another one out because, yeah. I mean, that's that's not a damn mail, man. <laughs> the mail is tricky. <laughs> I had to deal with that. The, the mail is very tricky. But enough with, you know, our, our brand. Let's get into the the topic Absolutely. The, all the madness and the, you know, the outcry for restriction of owning guns and all this other stuff. How do you feel with the current environment? Well, first, we, the Michigan, where people showed up to the Capitol demanding to be, you know, be free to be able to move around and, and to be free, <laughs> basically. How do you feel um, about them showing up to the to the Capitol with their guns and So I'll preface it this way. I honestly I don't know all the ins and outs of the political environment in Michigan. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm from Virginia. I know what it's like here. I know my culture here. I know, you know, the the the, the nuances of living in Virginia. Mm-hmm. So my opinion on it is based on my own experiences, it's really what it comes down to. So that's all, anything I say, that's, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand uh, the desire to want to be free and want to go back to work and want to be able to live your life um, the way that you see fit. And um, I understand them going and protesting. That said, I... Um, I do not think that it's diminishing the, the severity of the disease that or the illness that's spreading is is something that we should downplay. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's been all kinds of um, different reports saying different right. things. Everything it's so it's insanity. It's yeah. like a this is an Orwellian orgy. You know, it's just like. You can't believe the news on one channel. The next channel says something. I just don't even know what's going on. Right. I mean, I know, I know personally somebody that's gotten COVID and got very sick, and they were young and they were in the hospital. And I know that person. They're up. I know them personally. Like, mm. you know, I, I can't ignore that. Right. You know, um, but I certainly understand. And um, you know, I'll be frank with you. This 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 whole COVID thing, this shutdown, the way it's played out. I, I don't have another job now. I used to, before all this, I had a day job. Mm-hmm. I you know, was able to have a paycheck coming in outside of what I'm doing with my business. And that allowed me to put food on the table and pay our bills and do that. You know, That's gone because right. of this. And it's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Like It's not just shut down temporarily. It's basically this whole thing essentially ruins you know, our business. 
and um, I am a, I'm sure that there's people all over that are in that situation as well, do not have any sort of secondary income or some other way of feeding their family and are very scared. And I completely understand that. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't necessarily think that that's in any way a, a gun rights issue. I think that's just a, um, just a human rights issue, civil right. rights. So when that happened, I was, I was in the middle. I didn't, I didn't really know how to feel because, you know, the frustration that people are dealing with, they, 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 they don't have any money. They can barely put food on the table. Not even to mention the fact that the prices on food is like skyrocketing. It's going up, and you don't have any money for that. Unemployment's not coming in, and so many things. I, like, I go back and forth. I do feel like they didn't need to take the weapons up there. It, it. Um, I think there was another way, but I don't think that justifies people to say, you know what, we need to take weapons away because people showing up to the Capitol with, with weapons. You were know? they saying they were going to take weapons away? I, did I miss well, that? No, they, I don't, they didn't say that. They, they were, yeah. you know, regular people, the general population wanted, you know, this is the reason why we don't need to have weapons because people are showing up to the Capitol intimidating people with their weapons you know yeah and i i certainly think you know i i can understand somebody you know from the outside looking into gun ownership and seeing people go into a capital with firearms protesting wanting to go back to work how that's maybe a little bit over top um i don't really necessarily think that if it were me i would be showing up to the capital with my ars mm -hmm. i don't really see the point like it's not like <laughs> Like, I can understand. I certainly understand, yeah. you know, but I just don't know if those two things really even go right. together. And, and, and I certainly could be missing information. You know, I, I've i been working so hard in the past few months on just simply running my business and working that I haven't been able to, you know, read every single article. So if I'm missing something, I'm open to that. But, um, you know, protesting just to protest... Uh, or just without, you know, adding in the mix of uh, firearms to it certainly might have had a better uh, response. But I'm not saying don't show up carrying concealed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> protect yourself, but right. you don't need to make a big show out of it to, you know, for, for shock factor is really right. what I, that's yeah. the part that annoys me when, I, these sorts of things that's it always ends up being a shock factor situation where people it, it, it just it paints us in a bad way yeah. um and it, it it creates more tensions um huh tension 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 and division yeah tension yeah, um, division now that all said uh seeing everything that's been going on over the last week i really uh i i if i hear people talking about how we don't have a reason for owning AR-15s. I mean, that's a pretty serious thing to point at and say, this is why you need to own an AR-15. Well, that's this the, is a reason. <laughs> that's the you know? next point. So let's go ahead and jump into it. With the current events and everything that's been taking place, you know, you got, we've seen the protests. It started out peaceful. It was, mm -hmm. you know, it was a at the beginning of the protest. It was beautiful. We had 
everyone from different walks from from everywhere uh different races walking you know protesting this and it was it was it was being a it was making an impact and then Uh the nonsense took over and innocent people couldn't defend themselves and when i saw all that i was like this is why you need to have protection this is why you need to have the right to own a weapon because you have no way to defend yourself like and there were people and it's crazy how the media hasn't even like even brought that up or how no one else has brought that up to be like you know this is the reason why we need going gun ownership yeah What what are your thoughts on that Well, first off, I think what happened to uh, George Floyd is, uh, to begin with, I don't think this conversation can happen without addressing that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, uh, I've been talking to police officers just because of what I do. Um, and I have friends that are police officers, and every single one of them I've talked to has been just appalled by that behavior mm-hmm. that they did that to him. I, I, uh, you know, I've done a number of different combatives things in my life, jujitsu and Krav and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I can't see a single reason why that officer couldn't have figured out another way of, uh, controlling that situation without mm-hmm. putting his knee on the man's neck. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it's, it's horrifying to me that that happened, to be honest with you. Right. And, um, I think that, you know, the repercussions of that very well could have been a, uh, I guess a reorganization or a reassessment of police training and police values and those sorts of things. Um, but the way that it panned out and just the violence that ensued afterwards, I think it has, I think there's a really big reflection from that on culture in general yeah within our country and the way that the way that we're, we're thinking as a nation hmm. um i mean I, I wrote something about it earlier today on our instagram for battlecat uh but it's it almost feels like and it kind of it's related also to what we were just saying about protesting at the Capitol, but there's a feeling that people crave the most extreme reaction they possibly can to things. They want extremism. Mm. It, and I, you know, I'm just a dude in Virginia, but that's what I, I'm seeing is that, you know, people just go way over the top with things. Yeah. You know, if you're going to protest, protest, but it seems like maybe 10, 20% of the people protesting actually cared about what was happening. And the rest of them just wanted to, you know, anarchy and mm-hmm. chaos and uh, destruction. Yeah. And that's that's just wrong. And if you're living in an environment where you simply just want to live your life and, uh, you know, be able to put food on the table and, you know, like myself, I, I run a business, my family, like I, I was saying, our, fam- our, our business uh, closed up because of the whole COVID thing. Um, but before that we were just running a family business and, you know, to have somebody 
decide for you that it's time for all your windows to be broken and all of your merchandise or all of your equipment to be destroyed because of something that happened that's completely unrelated to you or to anyone in your business, like you absolutely should be able to defend yourself from that because that's no longer a protest to help anybody or help any cause. That's just simply destroying people's lives. I definitely agree. Like there was no, when I saw that and then I saw people encouraging it and saying, well, what else are they supposed to do? Well, there's tons of other things you could have done. You, first of all, you could have organized and strategized and figured out what you needed to do, but to be destroying people's business and attacking people at the same time. Uh, I don't know. I, I know I posted something on Facebook and um, it was about the looters. And um, I said that if someone came into the, you know, came into my business, that was going to be it. That was a, if you forcefully came into my business, that was going to be it. There was no way I was going to allow you to destroy what I built. Um, mm-hmm. That was going to be the end. And I feel like. This this is like the like the proving grounds of why we need to be able to protect ourselves. I saw a video of this man and his wife. They were at their store, and a woman came outside. And I don't know what she was saying, but I'm gonna assume that she was telling them to stop or whatever. And then they attacked her, uh-huh. and they threw her into the wall. They was punching her and all that. And the husband came out with a golf club, and I think he swung it one time, and that was it. And uh-huh. all you can hear him say is, get off my wife. If he had a weapon, a, a gun, I'm pretty sure that falls apart. They're, they're not attacking her. And they, I mean, they was on her for about, it seemed like an eternity. It was, it was uh-huh. horrible. No one helped her. It was like four uh-huh. of them. And he couldn't, it was sick. Yeah. You know. It was um, sick. I posted something the other day. Uh, It's a quote from um, a book called uh, The Gulag Archipelago, which is uh, an account. um, I'm going to totally butcher the man's name, uh, but it's uh, Alexander Solzhenitsky. Um, He uh, survived the gulags in uh, Russia and experienced uh, basically the, the, the darkest part of humanity. That, I mean, these are things that um, we don't really learn much about in school. I don't. I think we have, a lot of people know what the gulags were and those kinds of things, mm-hmm. but we don't really quite understand the full horrific nature of what that was. Um, and one of the quotes from that book that has, has truly, uh, I, I think, is relevant right now, and this is just paraphrasing, but uh, he basically said that the lines between good and evil do not cross political parties or um, anything of that nature and it crosses directly through um, the hearts of every single person because the difference between good and evil it's it's in every single one of us Mm. Um, and we're seeing that playing out now absolutely we're seeing truly evil acts on the streets and you know these people uh, whoever they may be three weeks ago, I think in a lot of cases may not have even considered themselves capable of doing the things that they're doing now. 
Okay. And it's simply because when you get a group of people together and there's a lot of anger or there's a lot of emotions and there's a lot of uh, hyping each other up, I think we as humans react to that and may do things that we wouldn't think we were capable of and we're Mm -hmm. only able to do them because of our environment. We're only not doing them because of the environment that we're in. Um, And we we need to be aware of that, Mm -hmm. that evil in the world is not something that is uh, is foreign to people. It's 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 just regular people, mm-hmm. regular individuals that are angry for some reason and, and maybe missed something um, growing up that that would have stopped it or whatever it may be. And that's that's how things kind of go downhill, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but things go downhill very quickly. No, We're I... seeing it now. It's it's like. I can't even imagine witnessing some of the videos I've seen in the last 48 hours a couple of weeks ago. Like, I, I can't believe it's real. Like, I, I was watching a video of somebody just running down a cop with a car the other day. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Bounce off the windshield. Like, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, these are just normal people. Normal people. You know, people. committing just heinous acts of violence. Yeah. I, I seen a video last night. Oh, actually, this morning. And it was that officer that you posted on the, for your Instagram post. Yeah. Yeah. That. And, I, and I video it, I got felt sadness and I felt rage. Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, he was trying to protect the store and him being, he's a former police chief, right? Mm-hmm. And he, yes. I guess he didn't have his weapon on him and... They took his life and just left left him there on the ground to to die. Like Yeah. And that's a you know, for me I feel like I feel like this is an area where I it's difficult for me to talk about because I'm a white man <laughs> in America. Like but everybody, and I, I care about, you know, a lot of my friends are black. A lot of people that I consider family are black, you know, and they're saying black lives matter. But that man, he was just a, a, a black man in the neighborhood and they killed him yeah. over a black lives matter protest. And yeah. I, I don't understand how that makes sense. You know, am I, I don't know how to, how to reconcile that. No, like I, he, that's somebody's grandfather and father. Like he's dead because of that, because of rioting. For in the name of peace and justice for black people, he's right. dead. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And I don't mean to cut you off, but... No, it's okay. Just because you're white doesn't mean you don't have a voice. And we, for years and years and centuries and years, the black community has cried out about not having a voice. So it would be mm-hmm. wrong to silence a whole race because we don't feel like they should talk or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the problem. Like we want to divide, like we got to stop the division. <laughs> the division has to stop. We, we should all be, you know, in, in this current situation, I can understand saying, you know what, if, if people, yes, let's listen, let's, let's hear what's going on. And, figure out what we need to do but to say that you don't deserve to 
say anything or have any input. Yeah, I don't it's like just that. no, and I I know that I can say you know my opinion. It's just mm-hmm. that when you say your opinion on things nowadays, there's so many people that could possibly hear it in a way that is not how it is meant, and then you just get twisted up. Yeah, like you know, for example, a couple days ago. I'm sure you've heard this whole boogaloo thing. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw, yeah. Yeah, and you know that I, my understanding of that being a gun guy is it's kind of a, a tongue-in-cheek sort of joke. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe some people take it really seriously, but it's more of a, a, a they're talking about a revolution kind mm-hmm. of a thing because people feel really oppressed and I don't think that that's a, a race thing at all. I think it's all people feel somewhat oppressed and they've created this dumbass boogaloo thing and mm-hmm. a lot of gun guys joke around about it so we made a shirt that said welcome to the boogaloo and it's got you know a skull guy with an ar-15 it's just a it's yeah, a I more playful thing i think 99 percent of people understand what the message is there and aren't going to freak out about it and think it's something else two days ago i get a message from somebody saying asking if if battle cat is a white nationalist company or a page or something and I'm like, what are you talking about? Where the hell is that coming from? White, white nationalist because it says boogaloo. And then I'm looking up online, and apparently people are associating that with white nationalism now. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm uninformed. I don't know. But I remember when people started saying that, that I was hearing it from people of all different kinds of ethnicities talking about the wow. great boogaloo or whatever. And <laughs> Oh, my God. It's just – it's like – Again, it's like we're living in 1984. It's just words are, you know, changing meanings left and right. Yeah, and constantly. You, know, you can cut up words that people are saying and, and you make them sound horrible if you if you put them together a certain way. Like I, yeah, it's absolutely. so it's such a difficult thing. Like I, and again, yesterday I posted something, or it might have been the day before about it was a a meme about uh uh the antifa threatening to go into suburbs mm-hmm. maybe you saw this i don't yeah, know I saw but that they one. Were, yeah and i uh somebody made this long post saying that you know and i whenever i read these things i take it as you're saying that me and my company represent killing sprees because this person was saying that we want a killing spree and we want to uh, hurt oppressed people and i'm like mm-hmm. yo that is not what's going on here at all like this is a joke about um or not even necessarily a joke but like People are going to come into suburbs, and there's going to be people that are going to defend their homes, regardless of race. Like yeah, you can't go people's homes. And I'm like, what is going on? So I ended up taking that one down just because I felt like that's not the message that we I want anybody to receive. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm actually glad you and I are talking today because that's just not what I'm about or what our company is about. Is it's you know I'm wearing a shirt right now that says Six Semper Tyrannis on it, which is the the motto on the state flag of Virginia. Just thus always to tyrants. Mm-hmm. Tyrants are not just kings. Mm-hmm. Tyrants are people that want to oppress people. That man that put his knee on uh, um, George's neck was a tyrant. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that want to take away our rights are tyrants. The people that want to silence people because, you know, of their race or because of whatever else, those right. are tyrants. Like, this is not, it's not what we're about. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry to go on a, t- a tangent. No, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> that is cool. Like I'm a little fired up. People, you need to be able to express 
what you're feeling, as long as you're not projecting evil or, you know, projecting, you know, hatred on anyone, you're expressing mm-hmm. and explaining things, how your, co- how your company is and what your ideals are, because there's a lot of assumption, a lot of people guessing and, mm-hmm. and you know, just saying, you know what, that person, they're white, he has a gun, he's a racist. 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 It's fascinating how that happens. Just. You know, and uh, fortunately, I think we've done a really good job of of being so open with people and being so accessible. Even though, I mean, this is a very small company. Like, we're still starting out. We haven't hit one year yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we rarely ever get anything negative. And I think the reason being is that we're so transparent. Um, You know, I, (laughs) I honestly, like, I grew up in a neighborhood with people of all different races. Like I, I lived in kind of a, a lower income area and my, you know, my best friends were the kids in the neighborhood and we would just like, we were all, you know, equals. Like mm-hmm. I never even thought, and maybe this is the whole thing people talk about when it comes to white privilege, but I didn't think of people that way. I thought of them as my friends you know, oh, I didn't, okay. I never cared what somebody's skin color was because they were my friends. They were the people that I, I lived next to and, or, you know, went to school with, or, you know, later on, like I was in a band with people of different races and stuff. And it's like, it's just not something that I personally attribute to something as being a hierarchy. Like, it's like, it just doesn't matter. And I don't agree at all with people that think that way. I, I think that, you know, racism is uh, massively uh, juvenile. Mm-hmm. It's just silly. Yeah, I, so. I agree. I agree. This so show, comes, this whole comes to gun rights. I think everybody should have a gun to be able to protect themselves because there's people out there that want to take from you. They want to because take from of you. reasons that are very silly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you should definitely be wanting to protect your home, to protect your family, to protect yourself. Because like you just went through, like there's so many people out there that are just feeling or being emotional and will attack you for if they think you're a racist or if they think you, if they want whatever you have, you should be wanting to protect yourself. And I hope with all the, what, current elections that have taken place that people have opened woken it up and you know seeing what's been taking place in america that hey things are getting dangerous there's yeah. more there's so much evil and nonsense just flowing that i need to protect myself you know yeah and i don't it, it when i saw all those videos and all those pictures this is like there's no way they're going to be able to, you know, justify taking those rights. If, if people, if somehow the people allow that to happen, then they, it, I don't even know. I, I don't even know. I don't, I don't either. You know, it's, <laughs> uh, it doesn't take that much effort to crack open a history book or even just simply turn on the news and look at the things that have happened to people that don't have the ability to protect themselves. Like what you were talking about, that family outside of their, Mm -hmm. I guess their business and at the golf club. Um, Mm -hmm. 
you know, and I, I, I saw one recently that was very similar to that, but these two guys came out of the store with shotguns. And uh, you heard that it was actually on the news, and the news reporters were saying, where, where were the cops that were here five minutes ago? And you're watching these men with shotguns get these guys that were about to go into their store to go and leave. Not a shot was fired. Mm. You know, they weren't, you know, standing there much longer than they needed to because these men came out to defend themselves with the proper arms to be able to do so. Um, and it's just so funny that they said, where are the, where are the cops? <laughs> Being attacked. They're not there. They're de- you know, definitely I, not there. I'm talking to, you know, a police officer the other day and just asked him how they're doing. He said that a couple days ago, I guess it was Saturday night, um, that him and his partner were surrounded by at least 80 people. Wow. It was just him and his partner. And I, you know, I don't know how that, how they got fortunate enough to be able to just not be beaten to death death, in that situation, you know? And he said they then moved on and just started destroying the, the block up you know, I guess a block away from or something like that, burning down cars and everything. They got really lucky. Wow. It's like, that's where the cops are. When things get really bad, like, you know, we're all people. We all have to be able to, you know, survive, and they can't mm-hmm. be everywhere. Right. You know, you look at the L.A. riots, mm-hmm. uh, you know, shop owners on, on their rooftops having to defend their, their businesses and their livelihood. You know, that's that's real. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, yeah, I it's just that. crazy. Um, 92 riot the, they showed the koreans on top of the building with their, yeah. their guns to protect their neighborhood like yeah the, the rooftop koreans yeah. <laughs> i saw some some pictures recently of uh i guess a new wave of rooftop koreans in in la that are doing the same thing again because wow. that's you know when it comes down to it end of the day you're responsible for you no one else is coming mm-hmm. you need to be able to defend yourself and take care exactly. of yourself and we're not saying that if you own a gun that you should be hunting people down or looking, you know, absolutely not show someone no. that I have. That's not the purpose of no, having the, a weapon. I, uh, I got into shooting, uh, before I got into any sort of martial arts and I didn't carry until after I got into martial arts. Um, and the reason that I did it that way or I guess maybe it fell, fell together that way was because the reason that I carry a firearm is because I want to be able to defend myself and those around me, mm-hmm. but I really don't want to use it. Right. Like I, I really don't want to ever have to go to my gun ever. Right. You know, like I, I love shooting. I love going to the range. I love training. I love being prepared. I'm never going to diminish that. That's massively important, but I, I, I never want to have to go to it. So for myself, I have, you know, I've created layers of, of responses. You know, I, I, I try to read books on, um, like human behavior so I can understand, Mm -hmm. you know, how people think, you know, to some degree, I'm not a genius or anything like that, but I understand, you know, how to, how to read a person and like, you know, somebody's angry or whatever, like Mm -hmm. different different signs that you can kind of pick up. I'm like, I should probably not go over there or, you know, I should maybe keep some distance from this person. (laughs) Um, you know, but it's like there's escalation of force and, you know, we expect that from our police, but we should also expect that of ourselves, you know, as firearms owners. So Mm -hmm. if you're training or I'm sorry, if you own a firearm and you're not training, you're not doing it right. Right. No, if you're not responsible at all, if you have no idea, 
anything about any sort of um, hand-to-hand combatives sorts of anything. Pick something that, that works. You know, I don't, I'm not saying go to, you know, the Tiger Den kids <laughs> karate place. Go, go to a jiu-jitsu gym or something and, right. and learn a little bit so you can have some layers so you don't just react and immediately go to the only yeah. thing that you know and start shooting people. You know, that's, that is that's not right. Perfect, because it teaches you some self-control and being able to control your emotions and evaluate what's going on so you can see like do i need to go over there that feels and look like that might be a volatile situation Mm -hmm. you know i can stand back and watch it or you know just disappear instead of putting yourself in that position to where now we're questioning your intentions you know yeah so and even more so than that um you've been to some degree inoculated to violence um, in a good way. I think that, you know, people that they say like people aren't affected by violence because of violent video games. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is you've been maybe punched in the face before you've been, you know, choked or whatever. You've mm-hmm. experienced these feelings of, of somebody trying to commit violence upon you within training so that the first time that somebody swings on you and hits you in the fuck. Um, can I curse on your podcast? Does that matter? I don't we try know. to keep it PG, but I try not to. But if <laughs> I don't somebody... want to censor people's up for <laughs> I'm not YouTube it's, or Google it's or anything like to, that. <laughs> it's tough to talk about these things for me without, you know, kind of getting a little bit more raw with it. But, you know, if the first time you're getting punched in the face is on the street in a violent altercation and you have a gun and you have no other way of defending yourself, you are likely going to go and do something that's maybe not necessary. Or some. it's not even if somebody hits you, if somebody is acting violently towards you and your only answer is to go to a firearm, you're missing so many levels of what it means to be prepared. Mm -hmm. Um, So not only just owning a firearm, but you got to be able to, to train. And one of the things that was happening back in the, the, um, when they were talking about the bans in Virginia was banning to some degree, banning training. Mm. You know, they wanted to, they were, they were calling it, I guess, I guess maybe the term now is warrior training or something like that. I, I can't remember all this stuff. I think they're talking about, banning it from police now um it's just crazy to me i mean you need to be able to use your arms literally these arms and then your firearms correctly (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) you should definitely be able to use your arms to diffuse the situation until you feel like your life it's in horns, like been really threatened. <laughs> I like that. Both arms. Yeah. You yeah. should definitely be able to use them. But yeah, yeah like we're in a crazy situation and I hope things well, I hope people eyes are open. Um and they don't allow the media to, you know, trick them into, you know, giving up their rights or allow a politician to trick them to be like, you know what? It's not a bad idea. I I don't need protection. I can use the police officers. They they can protect me. The, you know, and that's not the case. They're being attacked, and they're not the going to be at your I, house. <laughs> yeah, and and there's a reason why. Uh, I don't know if it's the majority, but it sure is. A lot of police officers are very much in support of the Second Amendment, as well as military. And you know, if you think about it, like these guys that do those kinds of jobs, especially like you know, infantry and 
those kinds of you know street cops that are in in those kinds of environments a lot they're seeing oppression they're seeing people being hurt and i can't help but ask why are those people in support of your average civilian being able to own firearms mm. you know but but you're the the people that are in for lack of a better word very much sheltered are the ones that don't understand the reason for it mm-hmm. i agree i totally agree yes we need more training it needs to be pushed. It needs to be, you know, a, a guideline, a policy. I, I don't I don't even know how you would implement that to, to make sure someone has some type of training in their fire. Well, I don't necessarily and, think I don't I don't think that you can. I think that's a very that's a very difficult topic, because on one hand. I personally for me, for Angelo Soares of Paddlecat Company. I think if you're going to own a gun, you should probably go get training. But I do not think that we should make it. I don't think we should touch the Second Amendment mm-hmm. at all. Right. Any more than it's already been completely just stripped down. I don't think that it should be like, you know, you have to go and check all these boxes, be able to own a gun, because there's so many situations that, you know, that just don't don't match that. That's a, that's a right. God given right. You know, mm-hmm. it's just. I guess what I'm saying is that as, as gun owners, we have to we have to simply patrol ourselves better. You know, we have to if if we're going to decide to live a life of being an asset and being prepared and being a firearms owner, that comes with a lot of things that aren't just buying a gun. It's it's you know knowing how to use it. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say. You can't own a gun unless you do X, Y, and Z, because that's not what I think. Oh, <laughs> I yeah, think no. That, so I was saying, yeah. after, like, if you get the weapon, you should somehow, I don't know if they should enforce it, but they should recommend it. You know, throw, throw the recommendation. I recommend you do some hand-to-hand combat or, you know, do something else along with this. Maybe not, mm-hmm. you know, pull it as a rule or a law, but uh, yeah, yeah. I definitely agree not to touch... The Second Amendment, because I know Massachusetts, or was it Massachusetts? I forgot the state, but their 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 timeline for getting a gun or a permit or a license is almost up to two years, where they have to like they cross checking things, and mm-hmm. by that time yeah, you can be like someone could <laughs> broke into your house. Yeah, took I think um, I just simply think that if you look at the world i'm just going to use jujitsu as an example generally speaking dudes that are into jujitsu are into jujitsu and then gun guys are into guns and there is a crossover there are guys that are into both mm-hmm. i happen to be one of them um but i think that as as the gun community i think that we should really like go look at that stuff a bit more and realize how much the mindset and the problem solving of those things play into even just being a good shooter and maybe kind of work together a little bit more. And I think we're seeing that a lot. There's a lot more people that are interested in, um, you know, uh, I know, uh, Jason Kelly, um, he, he, uh, I'm totally C2T. If Jason, I don't know if you're listening, but if you are, I screwed up your company's name. I apologize. No uh, but he works he works a lot with um, different uh, shooting schools and goes around and teaches them, you know, hand to hand things like uh, different ways of controlling, um, 
individuals if you get in an entanglement, um, as well as you know concealed carry tactics, those kinds of things. I know my buddy uh, John Valentine, uh, he has a lot of combatives courses in Texas that are very relevant to this, and he's also a serious gun guy. Like um, it's the whole picture, and I could I could rattle off all these schools. Like there's a bunch of them out there. We try to. As Battlecat, we try to share a lot of these courses coming out because we truly believe that this is a part of what we stand for as a brand is being ready in all regards. Mm-hmm. You know, that's shooting, fighting, medical, driving. Like, it's hard to find a good defensive driving school as a civilian, but yeah. if I can find a good one, I, I tell you what, I'm going to be taking that course and I'm going to be promoting it. Like, we got to be able to take care of ourselves and those around us. Like. And I think there's a lot of schools like that, like John John's school, uh, Hill Country Combatives also, uh, Redbeard Combatives. Um, there's a company called uh, Spotter Up. They, they work with a lot of these guys. Um, they're very, uh, they have a lot of uh, blogs and those kinds of things mm-hmm. that you should definitely check out, um, as well as Green Ops. And if you follow us on Instagram, yeah, you probably see us sharing a lot of Green Ops. Those guys are one of the best schools that I've ever trained with for firearms, hands down. Hmm. Um they have a very, uh, they're very approachable. I've done a lot of courses where it's like, it, it's very uh, aggressive and kind of, it's a little off-putting for, like, if you think of it from the perspective of a new shooter. Yeah. Like, to go to, go to a course and you got this, this guy screaming at you and all these stories about how he killed people or whatever and Fallujah. <laughs> like, all this, like, crazy aggressive stuff and, like, for most, like, for myself, it doesn't affect me, but I'm thinking like a new shooter, like that might be a little much. Yeah, that might, yeah. But Green Ops, <laughs> Green Ops is, uh, they're probably my favorite school to train with because um, it feels like more of a, it, honestly, it feels more like a family environment when you go and train with them. They, you know, they teach you. It's a, it's a place for learning. And every time I've trained with them, my own personal, you know, bullshit that I bring to the table with myself I, I have to be honest on the range with myself because of the way that they teach I, I find it to I, I've actually learned a lot you know going to them for um, different classes that I haven't picked up on my own shooting from other courses that I've taken um, and they they're very much into um, bringing in the the combative side of things too that's good. and it's it's I think that that's a good source for for people to go to to uh, find their their first steps into gun ownership to be a be a gun owner because i honestly i think we're probably going to get a lot of new gun owners pretty soon hmm. with all this stuff going yeah, on yeah they man. said tons of guns have been sold throughout this time frame and mm-hmm. i believe it because i mean if, if you don't have no way to protect yourself it's scary like someone could kick in your door or break through your window and you yep the cops are not gonna be there fast enough what are you gonna do <laughs> What are you going to yeah. do? So that was great, man. That was great. So, folks, the question, think about it. Can you protect your family? Can you protect your house? Can you protect yourself? Can you protect the people around you? Are you your brother's keeper? You should be. Can you be with a golf club? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you can't. I felt so bad for him because... I mean, I, I, I couldn't be me. I, I watching my wife just get. Don't be that guy. Mm-mm. That's that's horrible. I mean, just I, I see these things. Like I saw, I didn't see that one, but I can imagine. I've seen other videos similar to that, and I picture myself or somebody that I care about in that position, and you feel it. 
mm-hmm. like when I was watching um, David Dorn, uh, that, that video, like, imagine that's your father, you know, laying mm-hmm. there on the ground, taking his last breaths like that, completely surrounded by strangers, having just been shot because of the looters. You know, he was doing good. He was doing good for the community by being out there, and he died for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, imagine that that's somebody that you know. And if that's not enough inspiration right there to figure out your situation and the things that you're doing within your own house, firstly, on you know, on all levels, not just on a defensive level, but everything that you're doing, I think that this is a time to really reflect on, on, on who we are as a people and Absolutely. what we're doing to to better the direction of the human race or I mean simply just the way we interact with each other. Yeah. But it's a crazy world. It's just heavy, man. It is. It's hard to like, I'm trying to talk about this right now. It's, it's honestly hard to, to put together a, 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 a to articulate a thought right now. It's like, it's so, it's just so heavy. Like, I remember, I'm sorry to take up all this time on your podcast, man, but like, I remember when I first really started training, um, I was, uh, it was right around San Bernardino. Um, when that happened, that shooting happened, those, that those people went into that business and, um, officers shooting people up. Mm-hmm. I remember staying, I was in the gym and I was, uh, I was, I called it the, it was funny. I actually called it the crab pit because <laughs> this gym I went to, there's a lot of bodybuilders and they look like little crabs running around lifting stuff. Um, but I called it the crab pit because, and I was standing away from it and they had the numbers of the people that died. I think it was like 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Um, at the, at that time, I can't remember what the final total was. I, I it's so long ago, but I remember counting them out like 13 or 12 people in the room and looking at what that looks like, what 13 people look like right in front of you. That's a lot of people. Right. And imagining seeing 13 people dead on the floor because some lunatic decided to come in there and, and shoot up the place. And for me, that was the moment that I decided that if I was ever in a situation where something like that was happening, at the very least, I would be 10% more prepared than the rest of the room. That that was that's the goal, you know. I, I carry now, I I train regularly. I, I go and I I continue to study these things because I want to be able to be the difference, or at least an attempt at being the difference. That isn't just some sort of fantasy pipe dream, mm-hmm. you know. Like, oh, I carry a gun, I will blast him with the forty-five, and it'll be the end of it. That's not how violence works. Yeah. So, you know, when that happened, I remember very consciously then going ahead and taking my training to the next level. I started signing up for courses left and right. I I took a ton of training courses ever since then, and I continue to do it now. And for me, that was, that was the call. And maybe for somebody else, this is, you know, not necessarily our conversation, but But (laughs) what's happening right now in the world (laughs) will be, will be that thing that sparks somebody else to go out and train. And if they do, like one of the things I want to do as a business is have a very easy source. So it can be like, Oh, I I can go to these guys. I can go to you know, I can go talk to Green Ops or, you know, mm-hmm. Jason or whoever, uh, get some training and learn how to defend yourself and your family because you absolutely should do that. I if you're not into guns, go learn how to choke somebody out really well because that works too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, not, maybe not quite the same, but, you know. Learn how to defend yourself at some Learn how somehow. to do something. Learn how to defend yourself. And I hope, you know, this show was able to bring, you know, turn that light bulb on and say, 
am I prepared if someone attacks me? You know, can what will I be able to do? Can I do anything? So I hope that light bulb went off, and you know, in the current environment that we're in, that you're really thinking of and wanting to do something to protect the people that that you hold close and dear to you. So mm-hmm. this episode was, I like it, man. We was able to know more about the better battle cat company know more about the owner we got a lot coming man <laughs> we're gonna keep going there's gonna be a lot more battle cat stuff a lot way we're gonna do a lot more then because we we got to get the information out there we got to get got to get people's eyes open got to make sure our rights are not taken from us and liberties and everything because it's getting crazy out here. It is definitely getting crazy out here. So tell the people, where can they find your stuff? How can they contact you? Uh, well, we're on Instagram and Facebook, uh, BattleCat underscore co. And then, of course, BattleCatCo.com. You on Facebook uh, now? I've been on Facebook for a while. I didn't know you was on Facebook. Yeah, oh, we okay. don't do so good on Facebook. I don't I don't know why, but <laughs> we're mostly on Instagram. Uh <laughs> But battlecatco.com is uh, you can get all of the shirts and hats. I'm wearing a I'm not going to take this off for long, but you know we got these new hats. <laughs> like these are hat. pretty cool. My hair is uh, I got the quarantine cut going on here. Um, tons of shirts, sweatshirts. Uh, we recently did uh, slide plates for Glocks, yeah, which see, look that's amazing. Nice. Those are really cool. Um, we're gonna have a bunch more stuff coming. I will say. A lot of things that we talked about today, there are people out there that are significantly more knowledgeable than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there's links to them, and I personally trust them and their word, and I go and I train with them. The guys at Spotter Up, the guys at Green Ops, Redbeard Combatives, Hill Country Combatives, uh, Light Horse Tactical, list goes on. They're, they're, they're very involved with that you know, the training world on Instagram. If you want to find out more about that, go to those guys. If you're definitely interested, look that stuff up so you can be more prepared and more, you know, confident in your training or in your, like, of holding a weapon, being able to know how mm-hmm. to defuse a situation instead of being scared. Because one texter said, like, you can't have people out here with weapons, like you said also, that are scared and, you know, they're just shooting or don't even know what they're doing so Uh you know if you can't get the training if you read up on it or whatever just make sure you're prepared and and confident in the weapon that you have and it's also fun you know it is it's a good time you get when you get out there and you get you know maybe like i always try to think about this from the perspective of like a new shooter but like you go to the range and you learn how to shoot, you take a course after the first 15 minutes of maybe hearing guns for the first time, you start to relax. It's a great time. Like, you meet a bunch of awesome people. One of my best friends I met at a course, we talk, like, every single day. He's one of the closest people to me. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a whole world of people out there, and I think a lot of people that don't shoot would be surprised by how unbelievably accepting that culture is. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're painted as being something we're absolutely not. Yeah. Like. There's a I crazy see, stigma on that. There, I don't know where the racism thing comes from, man. The, uh, just being like within that world of like the Second Amendment community, like unless I'm just somehow just in 
like an island of really nice shooters. <laughs> it's just it's crazy. To I don't me. know where it came but, from. <laughs> I always think about that that v- Virginia rally, man. Like I was, I went down there with you know a couple of police officers that were standing side by side with us. You know, it was protecting gun rights. Um, one of them was uh, Vietnamese. There's you know people of all different cultures and ethnicities all around us. Like I remember you messaged me mm-hmm. like to get a picture. And I was just trying to take pictures of the crowd while I was there. And like, if you look in, like, there's all there's people of all different yeah, ethnicities because the right to defend yourself is not relevant to your skin color or religion. It is a human right, mm-hmm. and the firearm is the great equalizer. Yes, it's, the, it it's the perfect tool for good, and it can be used for bad things too. Mm-hmm, yes, but typically those types of things get ended by somebody also with a firearm with a good heart. Yeah. We had a text come in from Miss Cassie. She said, "Well, can I train at my age?" And she's yes, she's, she's young. I don't know how old she is, but yes, she she's a mom, she's a grandmother, but she's young at heart, and she's wondering can she train at age? And I'm pretty sure you, if you want absolutely. to train, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you you can. absolutely can. Not only that, but I have I have heard of people well into like their 60s, 70s, 80s training in jujitsu. Like brand new white belts at like you know, seventy years old. Like it's for everybody. She says. Firearms. Are, yeah, there's. If you're in my area, you can come shoot with me. Miss <laughs> Gassi says she is seventy three years old. So yes, you can train if you want to train. You definitely can train. For so sure. It's 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 a good thing, you know. Just it, at least getting the basics. You don't have to go super tactical. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you don't need to be running around with plate carriers and sliding around VTAC areas or anything like that. You don't want to, but you should. It's for everybody. <laughs> yeah, so you can definitely change. <laughs> Train. <laughs> so let me run through our contact, my contact information. Don't go anywhere, folks. Oh, okay, so here we go. Contact information. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe and follow the channel. Give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. If you give me a thumbs down, I just want to know why. Leave it in the comments. You know, everyone's entitled to their pre- opinion. You know, freedom of choice, freedom of speech. Just let me know why. Uh, PayPal, if you like to purchase any of my items. I don't even know why I mentioned that. Because I don't even have any items right now. I'm still waiting on inventory and things like that. But you can follow me at C-Through-It1 on Twitter. Facebook.com backslash S-T-I-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Give the page a like, a follow. If you're on Instagram, follow me on Instagram at Brian Sales. And if you want to email me, email me at C-Through-It-Podcast at gmail.com. And for all the people that don't like watching videos and, you know, here's the audio. I got the audio up. I'm right now working on Apple Podcasts, anchor.fm. You can catch the show there. You can listen on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Breaker. Um, still waiting on confirmation from Apple. I don't know when that'll update, but as soon as that gets updated, I will have that on this screen and we will go from there my supporters they always 
you know, tell me I don't have to, but I, I'm grateful and I appreciate what you guys are doing for the show and have done for the show. So, Mr. Mr. White, thank you again. Thank you again. Out there in Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, if you need any type of service to your vehicle or anything, you know, if you just want to go by and say hi, tell them I said that I sent you to say hi. So go by and say hi. And Miss Cassie for her contributions to the show. Uh, such a great woman. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Angelo, thank you for coming on the show, man. Thank you, man. Great. It's a lot of fun. It. Greatly appreciate it. Um, we definitely going to have to do this again. And maybe we can do like a, a show on, on how to start up your own business out of your garage bill gates style version <laughs> angelo <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> bill gates style as i look around and that's not man i wish <laughs> we can figure out uh, a way to <laughs> figure out a way to title it <laughs> yeah i mean honestly like i i uh, i have not done a ton of like you know, speaking mm -hmm. like to people, it's totally foreign to me. Um, <laughs> I would love to talk more to the, you know, the, the followers of battle cat. Like if they want to talk and find out some stuff, I'd love to do yeah. that. You know, anybody wants to submit something to Brian, what they want to talk about. I'll, I'll talk to you. Yeah. I'll, I'll have fun. Whenever, like I said, <laughs> I might not be that pretty, but I, I'll be nice to you. <laughs> Well, we can do something at the, at, you know, at the one of your training sites. So when you, don't you hold? No, you say you, you advertise the different trainings, right? Yeah. No, I don't have any. I don't. I don't teach or anything like okay. that. I, uh, but I, I will absolutely guide people towards the best instructors I possibly can. So if anybody, and there's things to I'd love to do. You know, in the next, uh, COVID kind of screwed everything up. But mm -hmm. I, I have some. I have some possible, you know, Battle Cat range day ideas and things like that for guys that are in the Virginia area. Nice. Um, start there. Might, you know, maybe do some traveling and train with people all over the country and have some fun. Awesome. So Awesome. I know you're in Virginia now, yeah. so now you got to come up. I'm definitely going to be heading that way because I'm <laughs> looking for some groups. So definitely going to be heading that way. And I, I want to see the training. Exactly. Like, he has so much content on his Instagram page, you guys, and it's so, like, it's, so, it's a lot of information, and if you are interested, and if you're in this area, or if you're in the, you know, surrounding cities, Maryland, or what, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, you know, if you want to come down and get some training, definitely can, because they have tons of training, and mm -hmm. it would be Green beneficial. Ops, uh, they do in Texas and in Virginia. We're not Green Ops. Battlecat is not affiliated mm -hmm. other than we're friends with them and we, we help promote each other. And uh, I would not promote them if I did not truly believe in what I'm saying and I did not personally train with them. Um, they are they are good to go. So Battlecat that's where I would approval. start. For sure. There you go, folks. So again, thank you for tuning in. I hope this show was had a lot of information and you know squashed some of the i don't know even know what to call it 
misconceptions, misconceptions about guns? That's, I don't know. There it is. The misconception. I hope a light bulb went off in your head and said, you know what? I want to protect my family and the people around me. For so sure. That's all you need to do. So, again, thank you for watching. You guys have a good night. Remember, don't be mad. Do not be blinded by the media. Hashtag see through it. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.